Rolling. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Traveling the vortex. We've joined the doctor as he travels the vortex and arrive at episode number 334. And this podcast is all surrounded by noisy males. I'm Keith. I'm glad. <laughs> That's so accurate. <laughs> I'm shot. Isn't it? That was a good one. Thank you. How are you guys this week? Pretty good. I've been off for the last five days, so. Oh, nice. Very You've good. avoided a lot of the hockey drama. I have drama. avoided. I always try to take off the, uh, <laughs> although now we're. <laughs> although you wouldn't have to worry about it. Right, exactly. And I uh, now that I'm not doing the 10 o'clock, of course, we're tape delaying the show (laughs) just about how it works yep that's exactly how that works congrats yeah (laughs) you guys do anything fun this week i finally saw wonder woman oh what'd you think kids and i went on uh, thursday um it was it was good i enjoyed it it's the best dc film they've done i wasn't wowed by it i don't think it's better than any of the marvel stuff that's out there yet but they're on the right track, and it's it's a fun, enjoyable film, and still maintains sort of that gritty seriousness that they're kind of going for, and so it didn't bother me because they were having fun with it. So, uh, Gal Gadot is the best part of the movie. She's phenomenal as Wonder Woman. Although I was saying that from Bat Soup. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris Pine was great. And yeah, yeah he was Pine good. Was he was good, and I think it was kind of nice that they did cement themselves in a lot of the original Wonder Woman origins I thought that was quite interesting that they went that far to do that so I was very pleased with that so it has a lot of issues for me but overall it was a fun film so anything else? We went to Hutchison on uh, well Haven actually which is outside of Hutchison last night and celebrated my uncle's 60th birthday oh very cool made a trip down there just a day trip we went by way of salina stopped at big cheese and ate on the way <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. went there had dinner with them and then came back uh and by way of salina again and stopped at brahms because kids really like brahms ice cream oh so. yeah they have good ice cream and we got back at about 11 o'clock last night Oof. and today i finished all the little detailing on the deck so it's all up and secure and 100%. I just need now go through and scrape it because now we're going to paint it. So. Ah. Or repaint it. <laughs> so deck party? Deck party. I don't know that I want that many people on there. I don't know if my job is that <laughs> You don't feel that secure yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, deck party one person at a time. <laughs> just put a velvet rope up. <laughs> this party's really exclusive. <laughs> we watched Lego Batman. What did you, you think of it? Uh, it's pretty much what Glenn said. Surprisingly, I came down on the same side of it as him. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. If you are a Batman character fan, there's a lot of nods to the legacy and the history and different iterations of him. 
the plot was fun and a lot of it, it kind of feels in a way like almost a backdoor pilot for a Lego Dimensions movie <laughs> <laughs> because of how it's set up but um, yeah, it was enjoyable I, it wasn't as good as um, the Lego movie but I'm also the guy that didn't think the Lego movie was as good as everybody made it oh, out I, to be I so. didn't either so. but you know it was fun and then we watched The Secret Life of Pets oh yeah you hadn't seen that I hadn't you? seen that one it was alright yeah it was cute bad. that was about it I have no desire to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's streaming on Netflix. Yeah, it got tore apart on uh, a bunch of sites that I was reading because we were we were actually kind of excited about it when we saw advertisements for it because Mason and I'd see it. We thought the, the advertisements were funny, and then like it kept getting really panned. But <laughs> I don't know if it deserved that, but it was a serviceable yeah, animated sort of, film. <laughs> I, I, th- I think the problem sure, is the funny trolls. parts are in the trailers. Uh, Anything that you really enjoyed in the trailer, it's still really enjoyable in context, but the rest of it is just kind of like, eh, it's okay. Uh, and there's a reason that it's the same gags over and over in all the trailers. Or that they didn't make more than like three trailers. Because <laughs> uh, they didn't want to give away the villain character. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I've read was the bad part of it that wasn't very good, wasn't very well imagined and it was okay. I honestly could have dealt with more of the trailer stuff and less of the let's go on a grand adventure through New York stuff. Because yeah. once they hit that point, it's like, oh, it's that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this. It's the Homeward Bound. Which is on Netflix too now. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'll go watch that. <laughs> At least that I get Michael J. Fox. Yeah, it's true. We didn't watch any movies this week. We didn't finish a book. We didn't finish The Circle. Oh, base the, the the movie's based on it. Yeah, oh. I don't know how that movie's gonna work. <laughs> this book was horrible. <laughs> it was a struggle to finish it. <laughs> well, according to Rotten Tomatoes, they nailed it. Yeah, well, yeah. it. I, well, he gave it one star. Ooh, Sarah absolutely did not like it. I kind of pushed to kind of finish it because we got so far. I was like, come on, we. Just, I thought it was gonna go one put way, which would have redeemed the book for me, <laughs> but it didn't. There's not a likable character in the entire book, which isn't bad. If they had done what they kind of set up to do, but they don't follow through on that. Mm. So, like, if you've seen the trailer, you kind of get an idea that he's trying to do a almost precursor to 1984, kind of building towards that idea, and he fumbles it the entire way. Mm. He can't, the author cannot commit to if what the circle is doing is bad or not. He presents all these ideas that are fascinating ideas that should have both sides argued and never argued to both sides. Mm. He almost always takes the side of the circle, showing that these are good things. The main character rarely goes through any challenges and never learns from any of it. And, yeah, it just... That's how it ends. (laughs) I would not recommend reading it. Maybe the movie's better. I don't know. But, hmm. yeah. We did not like it. Anything else? No, it's kind of a quiet week. Yeah. Caught up on shows. Orphan Black came back. We haven't watched that yet. It was, it was pretty good. Pretty tame for Orphan Black premiere. American Gods, though. I'm still behind on that. Oh. <laughs> It was good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's move on to news then. All right. We have one bit of news that's 
barely any details in the news. <laughs> it's barely news. Apparently, the 13th Doctor has been cast, according to Russell T. Davies. Yay! He knows who it is, but he's not saying. Boo. That's pretty much <laughs> all that is. Russell, you big tease. You. <laughs> I know who it is. I'm not telling. Which, it, I mean, it's not too surprising. They about are about to start filming Christmas. So, I mean, they kind of have to get that lined up. <laughs> I wonder if Russell's helping out Chimble as he... Chimble transitions in and I wonder if that's why he knows what's going on. I wonder if he's had some talking with Chibnall. Well, clo- they work pretty closely they on like Torchwood so I bet he, they're, f- well, they're friends probably. Yeah. I was going to say I, I was thinking Russell T. Davis executive directed something that Chibnall did but I can't Chibnall did but I can't remember what it is now. Hmm. Is he an EP on uh, Broadchurch? Maybe but that doesn't seem likely. Anyway yeah so maybe that's why he knows maybe he's been chatting with him. I wonder if Chris came to him and said, hey, have you got any advice? And they've been maybe talking back and forth for some ideas. Well, lo and behold, I also know <laughs> who's been cast. Do you? And I also will not tell you. <laughs> I'll write it down in an envelope and seal <laughs> it. And then we'll open it up after <laughs> the you guys are like, oh my God, he did know. So like, yeah, I can keep a secret sometimes. Sometimes. Not often. Sure. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Is there anyone you guys are holding out hope for? Keeping your fingers crossed about? Always Stephen Fry. <laughs> you, Lori. Stephen McGann. <laughs> Same group of people I wanted last time. Yeah, yeah. Paul McGann. <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting? If he came out of the vault, I would be so excited. <laughs> I really, I, I know they won't go this direction. I really am intrigued with the idea of Tilda Swinton. That, to me, of all of the names that have been thrown out of the, the new crop of potentials, that's the one to me that I'm kind of like, yeah, that'd be cool. More than anything else for the weird and alien aspect of it. Yeah. <laughs> just because she always plays such odd characters and can put anything into any character. Right. She's such a chameleon. It'd be like if they cast David Bowie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would be that kind of, oh, all right, cool. So, I don't know. A good actor. I fall back on my standard response. I just want uh, I just want someone that can imbue the part and make me fall in love with them again. I'd be all right with Olivia Coleman too, from Broadchurch. like her in a lot of stuff. Having only seen her in a couple things, I can't really she weigh in. She was really good in the Five-ish Doctors. <laughs> For the old two minutes she was in it. Mm-hmm. Well, she was good in the eleventh hour. Oh yeah, she was in that. Yeah, yeah. she's one of the prisoner zero <laughs> victims. She's the one with the uh, yeah, holding the little girl's hand. Uh huh. I'd forgotten that. Yeah. She was on uh, Peep Show for several seasons. In fact, she returned for the last or latest season. She was on that. She's uh, obviously Broadchurch, but I haven't watched that yet. She was also on something else I was watching, and I. She cropped up and surprised me, and I can't remember now what it was, but I, I like her. I enjoy her. She's a pretty good actress. The majority of my experience with her, though, is comedy, so I think that's why I think she probably could handle it, because she could do a subtle mix of both. I yeah. Think. Anyway, should we move on to feedback? Let's. Our first bit of feedback comes from Ben. Oh, you switched this up on me. No, <laughs> oh, I didn't. I said that was going to be first. You said you would read the other, and I would read Ben. Yeah. Okay, well, I expected you to go first, the way well, that we, sentence I kinda, was structured. I kind of that was the order. Okay, so I'm not oh, crazy. No. 
I thought we agreed that you were going to start them all I, from I, now on. I agreed to read Ben. Oh, that I'm starting all of them from now on. That's what we've been doing. Oh, I missed the memo on that. Hey, I'm fine because, with it. Because I was going through so much we'll of the news. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. <laughs> I go through all the news, so it's like... <laughs> okay, that's cool. Ben writes, Feedback, I am the king of procrastination. Sounds like a song title. That would be a good thing. The king of procrast. That doesn't fit. Oh, you can make it work, Sean. (laughs) So I finally reared my ugly head. I've procrastinated long enough that the more detailed feedback I had planned will be scrapped for a more streamlined one. Oxygen. I really enjoyed this one. It hit the space station center of my psyche. I loved the Star Trek intro Space, the final frontier. The mention of the fluid link. The AI sees the return of the maniacal entity from Mummy on the Orient Express. Was that the same one? Whoa, really? I completely missed that if that's the case. It's the same writer. It's Jamie Matheson, so that oh, would make sense. That would make sense. Oh, now I didn't you even have to see that and, on the TARDIS wiki. I have to go back and rewatch the oxygen, Ben. You may have you may have scored a point. For, uh, well, not that I didn't like it, other than the... The clopping robot thing. But <laughs> other than the big fault of you don't need the bodies. <laughs> yeah, other than that, I liked the episode, so maybe it's got one more point in its favor now. Um, one point I would like to make about the oxygen itself. My mom's husband has COPD and relies on oxygen. They have a unit in their home which plugs into the wall and creates slash pumps purified oxygen to him. I'm sure that in a future where there are force field helmets, an updated version of this is more than possible. In that case, creating the oxygen as needed and providing it to the crew would be much cheaper than flooding the entire station with oxygen. Therefore, I submit that in the episode, the use of oxygen canisters was indeed more economical to the company. They only make what they need, what the crew pays for. Cold-blooded? Yes. But that was the commentary the episode strove for about capitalism. Headcanon accepted. Okay, I'll buy that. Yeah. Of course, that was never one of the things I had a real problem with. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> uh, he continues, Extremis. Is that how this is pronounced? Yeah. yeah. Sure. I keep wanting to talk myself out of it when I get it right. I found it perplexing that the Pope needs a translator. Until I realized it was a simulated TARDIS. I enjoyed this episode. To be honest, parts two and three of this story were disappointing to me. Not bad, just not good either. I finally got to watch part three on Wednesday and was again underwhelmed enough that I cannot remember the title of the episode. Same for the second part. Moving away from Doctor Who, I finished reading Thrawn. It was excellent. For a book to make me want to root for the Empire, well, that means it did its job. Prior to that, I read The Radium Girls. I cannot recommend that one highly enough. Part of it took place not too far from here. Someday I need to make the trek to Ottawa, Illinois, and visit the memorial. Next, you may remember me mentioning last year that I had a prequel book to The Dark Crystal. The second is due out this summer. That leads me to the fact that a Dark Crystal show is in the works. And I am so hyped (laughs) for that. It's like, good on you, Netflix. I'm ready. Lastly, I'm reading Drama and Delight right now. It's the biography of Verity Lambert. For those interested in buying it, I suggest going to the publisher and buying it there. With international shipping, it was about $36 or so. Much cheaper than the resellers on Amazon. Unlike Tom's story, Verity begins with her time on Doctor Who. 
That means, to an extent, that the part that I'm most interested in is done early. I'm nearly done with it, and while interesting, it has moved slowly. Despite that, I still recommend it. Verity led an interesting life. I plan on adding more feedback after this week's episode, but in case I don't get it done in time, I'm sending this now. We leave Sunday morning for a day trip to Chicago to watch the Cubs take on the Rockies. There's a very good chance that I won't get to watch the episode as it airs Saturday night. Take care, guys. Ben. P.S. Yes, this was the streamlined version. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> he has a little bit more there. Oh, he does. Added feedback. After listening to the show, I would like to add that I loved Erica. The rest of the episode is still lost to memory. I guess it just didn't make a good enough impression. I agree with Sean, though. No one with a job like that guy comes in hammered. If they do, they get sent home rudely. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Put another point in my column. I'm not sure anybody knew he was. I have a feeling he checked in with Erica that day, and that was it. I don't yeah. think anybody ever saw him. No, I didn't really see any other people at the yeah. lab anyway. I get the impression <laughs> he came in and nobody knew, and she kept a secret for him. So. You know why That's nobody true. knew? Because there's nobody in that part of the lab, because that stuff is so nasty. <laughs> <laughs> that I believe. That's true. That's the, that's the next generation DEET right there. <laughs> no insects because there's no plants. Uh, I'd no like skin. to take this opportunity to uh, congratulate Ben. He is our Goodreads uh, book club uh, winner for bringing... Yay! He actually brought... We'll show our hand here. Uh, he only brought one person, but he was the only one to bring anybody to the book club. So we want to congratulate Ben for that. And we're going to go ahead and since we said it needed to be that two... we were aware of. Yeah, that we were aware of. We haven't heard Somebody from may have brought else. 15 people, yeah, but if you didn't, just didn't let us know, us. you um, lost out. But Ben let us know he had one person that had joined. He was still working on another one. But um, since we're going to default to one, since we weren't able to get anybody so far with two, so Ben is our winner, and we'll have a lovely gift in the post for him soon. And I have your address information, Ben, so I will uh, I will take care of that. Because <laughs> I can't leave it up to Glenn. You mail. I don't. <laughs> the truth is, Glenn would keep it. <laughs> Probably. It's I do that like cool that one. Of a gift, so. I do like that one. <laughs> Up next from feedback is Holly. Speaking of the Goodreads book club, yes. <laughs> <laughs> one of the main moderators on the book That's club. That's right. Holly writes Empress of Mars. Hey guys, love the side trip that you posted from British Fest. The doctor scolding both Narl and Bill for taking off their helmets before checking to see if it was actually oxygen fueling the fire had me shaking my head in agreement. Loved all the movie references that Bill and the doctor made. Why do I get the feeling that the doctor is going to finally add a selfie? Or excuse me, a selfie? <laughs> excuse me. Well, he could add a selfie too. The doctor's going to finally add a setting onto the sonic screwdriver to actually handle wood. Maybe he's had it added it all the time, but the TARDIS overrode that part of the programming. <laughs> I'll, wrap, <laughs> I'll wrap it up here. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this episode. Holly from Wisconsin. Thank you, Holly. Thanks, Holly. I don't know why I thought the doctor needed to add a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> and our final bit of feedback comes from Justin. He writes, Empress of Mars. Hey, guys. Justin from down the road. I read a few things about could Missy have the hots for the doctor? My opinion, she knows that he is dying slash about to regenerate. That's all I have. Have a great week. Hmm. I love how Justin is now Justin from down the road. He will forever be now <laughs> Justin, Justin from down, down the road. road. This Justin. Justin from down the road. What do you think of that idea? That she knows? Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's cool. I don't know that it's going to happen. But I, I, I like the idea. What that, do I think about it? 
I like it. <laughs> I don't know, just the, the idea that... Because uh, we've gotten back and forth with Time Lords knowing that another person is a Time Lord, so then I think it's kind of cool that <clears throat> if, for whatever reason, this regeneration is already in progress, it seems logical to me that another Time Lord would be able to sense or be aware of that. But we've also had the reverse, where people didn't know that the other person was a Time Lord, so, you know, it could go either way. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Continuity is not this show's strong suit. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. Should we move on to our review? Yes, let's. Empress of Mars. The Doctor, Bill, and Nardo arrive on Mars and find themselves in an impossible conflict between ice warriors and Victorian soldiers. As the Martian hive awakes around them, the Doctor faces a unique dilemma. This time the humans, not the ice warriors, are the invaders. When Earth is invading Mars, whose side is he on? Bum, bum, bum. I quite enjoyed this one. I Me did too. too. Probably for the fact that it this feels like very much like a classic Doctor Who episode. It really does. All the way, all the way through, through and through. Especially the ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Gatus decided to link, make a link between Troughton Ice Warriors and Pertwee Ice Warriors. <laughs> he fixed the gap. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> I read that was the uh, the original voice actress. Is it? Oh, terrific! For, for, for even even better. Oh, that's awesome. So it's it's it's, it's actually Mikey. Even <laughs> cooler. I like that. Top to bottom, back to front, still her. <laughs> like, that's, that's awesome. Great. I uh, when he was sending the transmission, I was beating on the thing, and uh, I started giggling because I kind of saw it coming. Wondering, especially when I heard the voice. <laughs> oh, as soon as I heard the voice, <laughs> and I was like, and then I started laughing a little harder. And then uh, everybody in my house, of course, is looking at me like, well, "What? Let us in on it." And I said, "I'll tell you here in a minute." And uh, as soon as the doctor said the name Alpha Centauri, I said it at the exact same moment they did, and <laughs> he did, and they all looked at me like, "How did you know that?" <laughs> then I had to explain. That I was, was neat. I was really impressed that they went all the way with that. That well, it it's not wasn't just the name just drop. the voice. It wasn't just the name drop, which they could have stopped at either, and the hardcore fans would have been like, Yee! <laughs> but the fact that the video monitor flares to life and it's it's her, it's, it's you know, the eye, it's the big eye, and it's you know horrible. And of course, we've got it downgraded and fuzzy so that it doesn't look as bad as it actually is. <laughs> but it was just like, oh wow, that was cool. Best part of the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the rest of the episode was great. Yeah. So, I mean, really but that enjoyable. was definitely a nice little fan moment, I thought. I was a little worried about the idea of these um, Victorian-area British soldiers on Mars. But they they made that work. Yeah. I mean, it was... it was, this is it's, They gave us a good explanation. It was a good explanation. And again, it's, it's one of those ideas that's just nutty enough that, well, it's a Doctor Who thing. Yeah. But yeah. then they made it work. I was like, okay, yeah, cool. I was a little concerned that the, um, the the captain, when he's unveiled as being a traitor and they tried to hang him and blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh. So then we lock him up. And then it seemed like they were going to kill him off. And then I was kind of like, well, why would you even bother introducing this guy? Like, why does he have a backstory? But then he comes back. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, especially, when he, especially when he runs off. Yeah. You do have a part to play in this. Okay, you fix that for me. So, I mean, just, there were little, little missteps here and there, but then everything got wrapped up, and they fixed those for me As you know, by the time the episode ended. And I just I had a big smile on my face throughout this one. This was just a really fun, good episode. Well, and the true villain of the, of the episode is dislikable almost immediately. Yeah. 
Like he's he's not too bad at first, but then you kind of start seeing the him walking down that path, and you realize what kind of person he is, and you're like, oh yeah. And so then when he gets his, it's kind of like, oh yeah, nice. <laughs> and a nice kind of turnabout that it wasn't the Ice Warriors that killed him; it was the Captain dude. And Gata's got in a. As she's she standing there being the uh, Wizard of Oz, Wicked <laughs> Witch, you know, almost like fly my pretties as all the chambers are lighting up. Which, you know, it's almost uh, Tomb of the Cybermen esque. Almost, yeah. But as she's going, sleep no more! And I went, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Title <laughs> drops? <laughs> all right, I'll give it to you. <laughs> Smart Gators, he can do what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> So long as it's not an actual sequel to Sleep No More, we're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's one of the things. I think when Mark Gatiss is trying to be clever, he doesn't come off well. But when Mark Gatiss is being writing a love letter to Doctor Who, he handles it magnificently. And I think that's where this comes down is he wanted to do this story and he wanted to do he wanted something with a classic Doctor Who feel even. And I think he successfully pulled it off in a modern day episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I could see them doing in any of the, with any of the Doctors in the classic series and making work. And then to pull that off in a modern day series, I think was terrific. I um, agree. I did. Gosh, I did not like the captain. Man, I did <laughs> not like the captain. The captain or the the mustache dude. That's the captain. The colonel was the oh, okay. The the captain. Colonel Colonel was the guy that okay. was the traitor or I deserter. Rank. I keep saying traitor. He really wasn't a traitor. He was a deserter. But yeah. But I really did not like the captain. <laughs> but you're not supposed to. You really yeah. weren't supposed oh, yeah. to. Um, but I kept thinking, that was the nice thing too, is because I kept thinking the colonel really needs to put him in a station. And he wasn't. And yeah. I kept thinking, what is going on here? And so when they he revealed that he had this secret he was holding over him about the desertion and the, the uh, near uh, near execution, then it kind of all fell together and made sense. But It was refreshing in a way to get a, you know, it's been a while, but a just I like I like it when the bad guy is the bad guy. You know? Oh yeah. I kinda like it when they walk in the room and there's a big neon arrow going eh, eh, eh. it's like, okay, I can dislike you now. Yeah. <laughs> and not try to make him sympathetic or, you know, have some tragic backstory of why he's so horrible. Yeah. No, he's is, just is it cliche? Yeah, maybe. Is it standard? Yeah, maybe. I like it. <laughs> what you guys think of the uh pre credit sequence? Uh, them showing up at NASA while they were it was kind of odd, but it was, it was. I, I don't see any other way to get them there to where they needed to be to find these Victorian soldiers. So other than accidentally landing on Mars and not getting the bit with the message. So. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I think that and the message the works, message goes full circle. Yeah, it it they pulls it off, but I almost feel like it was it was it was very unnecessary. I think there would have been another vehicle to get them to it Mars, and been. it felt a little out of place. It almost felt like a funny way to set up the episode, which worked in that way as well. But it just it seemed kind of odd and out of place for me. But and I liked how by the end of it, it had a double meaning, because like at the beginning you think, "Oh God, save the queen," but then right. later it's the queen by the Ice Warriors, Queen of Mars, yeah, who was fantastic, great design, mm-hmm. really yeah. enjoyed the, the the whole aesthetic, the makeup, the um, even the performance was. I mean. She was, she was an ice warrior. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the. Uh, I like how the helmet also kind of had like an ice leader type style. Yeah, to it was it. kind of a meld between the two. Yeah. yeah, it had the more dome or mm-hmm. and then doesn't, longer and shape. then doesn't go under the chin yeah, either, and the, the, has the things on the sides. 
I like the effect of the uh, Ice Warriors weapons too. I thought that See, was pretty cool. See, that's the one part that fell flat for me. See, was... I liked it because it was more of a modernized or more of a a deeper look at what they used to do in the old Ice Warriors series, where the in fact uh, Terry Molloy, not series in the episodes on television, Terry Molloy talked about how they did or not. It was it was Fraser, uh, Fraser yeah. talked about how they did the effect. And I've always thought that was kind of a cool effect in Classic Who, but you never see kind of the result of it. They just kind of fall down and, and you know, they're dead. So I think I'd rather not I'd see, see the, I kind the of beginning that part was cool, and then not that whole see them just cubed. crumpled cube body. I thought that was kind of neat. It was more of a result of what that effect was doing early on. Gave it more of an uh, impression of what it does to the body and what you see after it's done. I thought that was cool. Except that it doesn't match. Because we see the bodies fall in the original. Well, yeah, but, no, I'm. Uh, yeah. So that I, I kind of wish they could have figured out a way to show us the updated version and then still have the body fall instead of leaving them in a cube at the end. Yeah. Like, no, use, like, was, like the Daleks, use I the same effect, cool. but update it. Right. The first, the first one, and it happened. I thought that's goofy. But then the next one, when the when the soldier fell down, and I realized there's still an arm in there it's not just a bundle of it's not like they did your laundry right, right. oh yeah yeah clothes. it's like actual, still oh yeah they're all there. quite crumpled in fact there's one like, where you ooh. see the side of somebody's head yeah then it, then it became ooh. yeah that's that's horrifying <laughs> that's horrifying i thought that was neat I, I really liked the effect and i i this was another one this and thin ice when i saw the next week on doctor who <laughs> both times i felt yeah. like oh i just don't think i'm gonna enjoy this and then i've been surprised by both so and um, this one gives me more hope or more... I, I feel better that there's possibly going to be able to pull off the uh, Mondasian uh, Cybermen returning, too. I think that there's a good chance that... Of course, Gatiss didn't write it, though, so <laughs> I, I, I suppose I shouldn't give it too much hope, but it gives me some hope that they'll be, it'll be treated well enough that I think it'll work. So, I still wish we could have got Capaldi going up against Draconians. Yeah, Draconians would be cool. That, that would have been the pinnacle of of his run I think is the, yeah. if there was ever a villain that just was perfectly paired for his doctor well, I even think that a, was even one. a companion too that's paired for the draconians because they are such a subjective and and oppressive society towards women and bill I mean she was very <laughs> she's speaking out about the uh was it the colonel that brought up the fact that he thought it was funny that there would be a woman as a police officer they're on mars they've unearthed <laughs> aliens they've done this incredibly obscure out there thing and he's still <laughs> flabbergasted by the fact that a woman could be a police yeah. officer and her reaction to that so i think that putting her up against the draconians who are very patriarchal and i think that would be interesting <laughs> i thought bill was great throughout the whole story too i mean she had good things to do and had good agency and in the comment the queen makes about asking for her advice, I, I really enjoyed that aspect. Of yeah, it. and as much as I've been enjoying Nardle, it was kind of nice to have him while he was there at the beginning of that nice bit with the, the spacesuit in the air and all that. <laughs> the fact that he gets taken away, which I could have, I thought they were going to drop a Hads reference again, <laughs> but unfortunately that's not the case. But now, the fact that he wound up going away and left them there, and was back to kind of just the two of them was kind of a nice return a little bit did i miss the rationale for why the tardis just decided okay let's go no there 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 wasn't one i think that's part of next week's episode i I just wondered if i had looked away and then back and he had bumped something 
like uh, heads or no they cut they cut to the console he's clear over here and they cut to the console and you see the thing it does it automatically it okay that's what i thought i saw but I, I wanted to make sure that i hadn't missed it i um, think it's a whole master missy plan i think they're i suspect i don't know if i talked about this next week or last week i, I don't know maybe i did talk about it next week that's you in might the future. talk about it next week um but <laughs> in the uh I've 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 just sort of suspected that Missy's playing the doctor, that she doesn't really mean all she doesn't mean to be going through this yeah. detox thing, and I've kind of felt that all along, and now it seems like we're going down that road, which I think kind of cheapens her statements and and the performance that she gives in there. But on the flip side, if she can convince the doctor that you know she's going with the straight and narrow, it's then. one of those things that. You can toe that line, but I think it's very difficult to get us to buy into it. Yeah. Because, oh, look, we've got a Dalek serving tea, and it only wants to help and serve, and we're all going... Well, and no. there's a little bit of that in the beginning <laughs> of this, too. Yeah. We're, we're just, we just don't buy it. And then you get uh, Davros. Oh, I just... I, I feel bad, and I'm sorry, and I, you know... I, I don't mean anything. I just... I wish I could do this. Okay, I'll help you out. Ha <laughs> ha, you fool. Yeah, we didn't buy it. <laughs> So now Missy's turn is going, oh, I just, I, I want to turn over a new leaf, and I want to be good. And we're going, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not sure I'm with you here. I think it would be interesting for a writer to turn around and actually pull that trigger. Oh, yeah. The downside is that now you've changed the character, and you have to either find a way to get back to status quo or deal with the fact that this character is now different from well and i wonder if that's where off. john sims master comes in is that that's a, an easy way to yes missy does reform but bring back a past, past incarnation and bring that brings back the status quo so well, yeah. no regeneration can bring back the status quo too just because this regeneration starts to feel guilt about what she's done doesn't mean the next one will not go back to being evil that would be a really interesting take on it to have the master regenerate and actually pal around as the doctor's companion for like a whole season. And and you know, of course fandom we would all be like, "No, no, 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 she's evil." She's and you just you make it work that they are the best of friends and they've seen the light and everything's good. And then at the end of the season, you kill them and they regenerate and then the new generation is like, "No." <laughs> that that was we're not going through that. <laughs> and you go back to... The, and, the, oh, the Doctor would be crushed. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. That would be great. I should be showrunner. <laughs> <laughs> you could troll the fans most. <laughs> troll fan Moffat level? No. <laughs> you got nothing on this. Watch this. Hold my beer. <laughs> Just so much... So enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to like from the, from the acting and... I kind of agree with you the about Nardle. The sets were really impressive, too. The sets were, especially the, uh, the inner chamber. Yeah, With, with yeah. the sarcophagus and everything. That was really... And the tunnels and... Really well realized. Um, I agree with you about Nardle. I kind of... <laughs> the first thing when they're there and he's like, oh, fire. And he goes, no, 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 no we got to take... And then Nardle's got his helmet off. Well, basic physics, isn't it? Fire, <laughs> oxygen. And I started laughing because that almost felt like a, a first doctor joke that he was all the time about checking for radiation and oxygen and can I open the door and then later incarnations just barge out there oh, and yeah. the grass <laughs> you know 11 is like mm, yeah okay <laughs> there's nothing poisonous here but 
it just felt like a weird now in hindsight I think it's a little weird that Bill was so willing to take her helmet off after oxygen <laughs> well yeah because I would be almost terrified of getting back in the suit I mean, just the you whole, would think wait are you we're going out there really you want me to wear this <laughs> <laughs> again but uh, at least yeah. it's a different brand <laughs> maybe that's the saving that's grace the, that's, that's the saving grace but but yeah, no, Nardo was really great, and then he was taken out of the story, and I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool, because I, I don't, I don't want you to overstay your welcome. Now that I've gotten to the point where I kind of enjoy Nardo, I don't want to, I don't want to. It's just a nice him. change of pace, you know, to do it differently. But then as soon as they showed the outside of the vault door, I was like, oh no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although it does make sense, so he can't figure out how to do it, so he's got to. But that brings up a really interesting going forward so the TARDIS if, if the TARDIS did this on its own does it now trust Missy or do we have to assume this is all part of Missy's master plan that she somehow had an override switch yeah, I that, see what you did. well that yeah, that's just it so. we certainly don't know if if the TARDIS did it or if Missy had something to do with it so. yeah and that's just I think we'll find out part of the so going now. forward yeah I hope we'll find out I hope it's not one of those dangling threads that's just kind of left out there <laughs> but yeah, this this show anything is possible. But if we, you know, maybe the TARDIS left because we had to have, you know, it knew that this step in between Ice Warrior evolution was necessary to get them into the Alliance, and that this was maybe this was all predetermined that the Doctor didn't know that he had a role in this, but the TARDIS does. Okay, so I'm going to bolt and let you handle this, and I'll come back and pick you up later. Well, for anyone to have a role in it, it makes a sense for the Doctor to have such a large role. Yeah. But then you have to ask, well, why does the TARDIS allow Missy to drive her? Or is it just that we're going back and picking up the Doctor? doesn't matter who's in. Well, here's the interesting <laughs> thing about that, though, is Nardle can fly the TARDIS. He mm -hmm, flew yeah. it in, in the Christmas special. So we know that can happen. He's flown it on his own. The question is why he couldn't figure out how to get it back into whatever surface it needed to be and why would he go to Missy to find out if she knew how to do it and then she does I mean it's obviously it's to drive the plot but it uh, I mean we, you have to look at it that way it's not like Nardle didn't know how to fly the TARDIS back so he asked Missy oh, he yeah, didn't know no, how he, to get he, it out of whatever it, was it in, whatever you know, weird mood it was in sleep mode <laughs> it was being difficult right. so. yeah but then again that one Concorde pilot also flew the TARDIS so yeah. well, <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> What was his name? Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited to see where we go from here. Um, what was the next time trailer? I think we turned it off before. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, we didn't. It's, it was. Uh, um, they're going to uh, someplace in the past where these oh, weird yeah. creatures are it, eating the light. It's uh, yeah. Is it ancient Peter's Rome? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, ancient Roman Rome or ancient Greece. Yeah, it was Rome. Ancient Rome. It's, it's the, the Rona Monroe creatures. story. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I'm kind of excited by that one. It looks good. I atmosphere. Don't remember thinking either way, one way or the other whether I thought it looked good or didn't. So <laughs> <laughs> I did. We did watch it, but I think I was still kind of relishing over the whole you know, Alpha Centauri. <laughs> I, I was still warm and fuzzy from that. Yeah. So. I feel like maybe we're doing this one a disservice because we haven't talked at length about it. But well, that's when, the thing. When we all agree on it. It's kind of like yeah, yeah. Well, why don't we got come up on the schedule then? Well, coming up next week on the schedule, if you are joining us for Friday Night Who, we uh, are celebrating, uh, what's her name, Rona? 
Rhoda Monroe. Rhoda Monroe, who previously wrote for the series the Sylvester McCoy episode Survival, which is what we're going to watch for Friday Night Who next week. Uh, and then uh, our discussion topic next week on the show in episode 335 will be Eaters of Light, which is the new episode she wrote for Doctor Who. So there's that. All right. Well, if you want to help support this podcast, we have a little button on our website, TravelingTheVortex.com. It's called Patreon, and you can click on there, and it'll take you to a site that will uh, allow you to uh, continue supporting the show with a monthly revolving, uh, I don't want to call it membership, but (laughs) (laughs) revolving uh, support donation. And uh, if you're already supporting us on Patreon, we appreciate that. Also, we'd like you to check out some of the links on the side of the page for some of the products that are being sold by the companies that are uh, on those links. And part of, part of those proceeds go back into this show as well. And we could all use a schnazzy new T-shirt. Yeah. So <laughs> we do have <laughs> Traveling should, Vortex uh, yeah. uh, merchandise shop, too. So click through there and see if there's anything tickles your fancy. Remember, you can also send us feedback. Just like everyone else did, go to our website, TravelingTheVortex.com, fill out the Send Us Feedback tab, or just reach out to us on social media. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. That's it. You're getting it. I was just a lonely girl looking for a little fun. Go without a friend in the world. I was forced to find a new one. Now I'm the queen of Mars. I was invisible on Earth. It only took the magic portal to Mars to give me some self-worth. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.